Today's Vag has been dedicated to Nishmat Moshe Ben Lorraine, Mr. Mara Shalom, a very special person that I knew personally very well. I grew up going to Atere Torah every Shabbat with my father. He was the Baal Koreh. He was from the Asar Roshanim, the big Talmidim of Chacham Yosef that helped be Miyasid that Mokham Torah. I knew his children very well. I grew up with his kids. And his son-in-law, Rabbi Mark Sultan, is a good friend of mine. And we were zocheh to have two of his children learn in our yeshiva. So he was the grandpa of some of our Talmidim. And the zechut of the limud torah and the zechut of the tzedakah and the Shama Shehav and Aliyah. Okay. Now, we learned in the last week quite a bit about a human being has a deep desire to be free. He doesn't want to have uh, restraint. He wants to be free to do whatever he wants. Wow, Mordechai Semach, what a big zach. Uh, Come sit down with us. Okay? A lot of Mordechais today. Alright? So we spoke about how the human being has a deep desire to be free, to do whatever he wants. Okay? He doesn't like to be restricted or bound. The problem is that um, you can't always do what you want, you know? So there is a power within the human being which we call dimyan. This is a power where uh, a human being can use this power called dimyan to distort reality in a certain way. Where he can feel that he's free to do whatever he wants and there's no, um, there's no consequences for what he does. Okay? Now, one of the deep things, the way the Dimion works, as we explained, was that a person could be emotionally taken so much by the schara vera, of what he gains by what he's doing, he's taken by it so emotionally that all the facts of life, even though they're true, he doesn't see how it pertains to him. Right? That's what we've been learning. It's a big subject we've been learning. Okay? So let's say uh, the example that we were giving, let's say one of the examples we were giving is the person is so taken by the desire to be wealthy. And he sees and he hyper-focuses on how wealth can make his life a better life. So even though there's details that he's not focusing on, factual details of the stress and the difficult challenges of being wealthy, since he's not emotionally taken by those facts, so then he sees like those things don't pertain to him. Maybe it happens to people, but not to him, right? That was the idea. Remember that? Okay, now I want to bring out this subject in a concept which is very, very important for us. We're going to talk about in the Indian of relationships, Ben Adam L'Chavera and stuff like that. You see, one of the most restricting thing in our lives, restricting for us not to be able to do what we want, is the fact that we live with people. We live with other human beings. And the Torah says, it puts a tremendous demand you go through the Torah, you will see 
the Torah puts a tremendous demand on a human being to have to take his friend's feelings into consideration. But by taking your friend's needs and feelings into consideration, it restricts you. That you can't always do whatever you want. So what happens is we use this power called dimyan to free ourselves from the restrictions of Ben Adon Okay? So let's say, for example, let's say you have roommates or a roommate that's highly sensitive, very sensitive guy, you know? So because of his sensitivity, you have to be very careful in your conversation with him and not to hurt him, etc., etc. you got to deal with the guy and his needs and the way he perceives reality. He's a very sensitive guy, perceives reality in a certain way. So what a person would do in order not to be restricted by that, he will say, I'm acting normal. This guy over here, he has mishagasin in his head. So the tsar that he's suffering is he's suffering for himself. He brought on his own suffering himself. I didn't do anything to him. This is a very deep point in Ben Adam Lechaveh. You see, let's say, Lamashal with, with kids and their parents. Okay? It's common. Kids and their parents. So the kid wants to behave like the way a teenager wants to behave, right? Whether well, it means that Friday night he wants to drink uh, wine, you know, until he gets really white, knocked out and sleep to the, till Shachri uh, uh, tomorrow, 10 o'clock maybe, you know. And that causes his parents tremendous tsar. Or he likes to smoke or jewel or illig, whatever it is, right? But if he knows that it causes parents a lot of tsar, so he would have to not do it where he wants, when he wants, how he wants. Even though he shouldn't do it at all, but at least he should take someone else's feelings into consideration, right? So then he, he says, no, you see, I'm just normal. And just because my parents are so dull and like old timers and uh, they don't understand what it means to enjoy Shabbos, Oynik Shabbos, and enjoy life, and they don't understand. So I'm not causing them any tsar, they're causing themselves tsar. They should go to parenting classes and learn about today's generation and understand the kids, and and maybe they should be a little bit more uh, flexible, and they're causing themselves tsar, I'm not causing them tsar. Right? Where does that come from? So basically, because I have a desire to be free, to do what I want. I don't want to have to restrict myself from doing what I want to do, right? I don't want to be restricting myself. But the fact is that you're causing a tsar and you're being oivavers, right? No, doesn't pertain to me. Because it's true, there's halachas, but that's like normal parents, but if the parents are, are, are too much, you know, uh, don't tell me I'm being bizarre of them. They're being bizarre of themselves, right? So you see how in Ben Odom Khaber in relationships, this comes up thousands of times in relationships, where a person wants to be free from what he's responsible, what the Torah says you're responsible. The Torah says, Himlachta et chaverecha alecha benachar. When you pass away to the next world, they're going to ask you, did you make your friend like a king above you to do his will? We'll have to explain that chazal. But it says that. That means I have to live a life, obviously in a healthy way. I have to be careful. You have to understand it. But I have to live life in a way that other people's needs, uh, thinking, style, mahalchim, I have to work with that. I have to work with that. 
And that's very restricting because that means that sometimes I can't do what I want. Or I can't do it the way I want. And how I want it. So that's restricting. The dimming of the person, the, the desire to be free doesn't want to do that. So then I have to distort reality and do what? Say, I'm not responsible for what the, it says in the Torah. But the deeper, deeper, deeper point, point is, is I'm so taken, emotionally mm-hmm. taken by the gains of behaving the way I am, that what happens is the details of the Torah don't really pertain to me, because I don't take them to heart. They're not negated to me. That was the circuit. We'll give you another marshal a little bit in uh, Sean Bias, okay? Even though Sean Bias is a whole sugya in itself. It's a massive sugya itself. And some of you are pretty far away from that, that world. But just to understand a little depth of what we're saying here, okay? So let's say in uh, Sifre Kabbalah, it says something, which is a little difficult. I'm not going to soak all this right now. But it says that a woman is Midat Hadid. What does it mean, Midat Hadin? Midat Hadin means is she is much more attached to her surroundings and the people that she's associated with. Much more interested in them. Much more attached to them. And she pays attention to detail. She pays very much detail because when you're interested in another person, then you pay very much attention to detail. So because of her way of interacting with the world around her, she is much more easily hurt, judgmental, things bother her, right? And that's where the frustrations of life are coming from. The man is, what we say, comes from the tzad called Midas HaChesed. And Midas HaChesed means, not necessarily a nice guy, Midas HaChesed means, again, I'm not going so deep into this, but Midas HaChesed means he's less attached to the world around him. He doesn't care as much. He's not paying so much attention to detail. He's much more broad in that sense, right? So now, it says in the Svarim, Sifre Kabolo, that the job of the husband with his Midas HaChesed is to make Hamtokas Adinim. Hamtokas Adinim means to sweeten the din, which means as follows. In general, since they're very different, they're so different in how they... Uh, are in the world, right? The woman's tremendous attachment to an interest in the people that she's associated with and paying so much attention to detail, which is causing all her uh, stuff, right? So when she starts to complain to her husband, most husbands say, so what's the big deal? Calm down, don't make such a big issue. Why? Because his approach is chesed. Chesed is a certain, a certain uh, thing in chesed that's like a little bit disattached. I just give. I'm not thinking about the recipient so much. So there's a certain disattachment. Things don't bother him as much. Like the Marshall, the Gemara says, they're very deep concepts, but the Gemara says that uh, a woman is enot sorrow ba'orchem. That means when it comes to having guests, men and women are very different than the way they have guests. Okay? So the way they explain it in Svarim, again, there's all deep things. The way they explain it, so Torah means she's narrow, meaning by her, she focuses on each guest, what their needs are, and she pays very much attention to the detail of what goes into each guest. Therefore, she can't have a lot of guests. It's very overwhelming. As opposed to the guy, just throw in 50 guys in the room, put some kugel on the table, throw a couple of bottles of whiskey, we'll all be good, you know? So it's more broad. It's not paying attention to detail. So it's not a big deal to have a lot of guests. 
But by the Isha, since she's in a tzorah, she has a narrow view, meaning it's a more intimate connection with the guest, meaning I got to know what this guy is, what he needs, what's good for him, how to make every single thing so meduktik to be perfect, right? That's Midas Adin. It's part of Midas Adin. So the woman is Midas Adin. It's just a push at the mahalach of Midas Adin. The guy is Midas Achesad, right? Now, Mamela, that's a, a tremendous cause of frustration in the marriage because the woman is saying what's bothering her and, 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 and because of her attachment to the world and to the details in her world, so she's bothered. And he's like, what's the big deal? So he's not validating. That's not Hamtakas Adinim. That's the Machlaikas, right? So what does he have to do? <clears throat> he has to use his Midas in a totally different way. He has to be understanding, he has to validate, he has to come from a whole different place, right? But that's working against his normal way. And it's very restricting. So a human being doesn't realize the society that Hashem put us in. Whether it's the interaction we have with our parents, whether it's interaction with friends, whether it's interaction with your wife, whether it's interaction with your children, you are constantly put in a situation <clears throat> where you have to work with other people and their personalities and their sensitivities, you're, you're confined. See, the main point that we're trying to say is how it confines your own will. You can't be, just do whatever you want. And that's restricting. A human being doesn't want to be restricted. But he also doesn't want to be an animal. Right? So the kayachadimyin is able for him to paint him a picture why he's not responsible. And who's the victim and who's the oppressor. Switches the whole sugya. That's how the Kayach works. And then you say that the people around you that are having tsar are causing themselves tsar. I'm not causing them tsar. They're being ridiculous. Or they got issues. And even deeper. It's a little deeper than that, okay? When we said in Chazal originally, it's very deep. Oh, Ezra, I didn't notice you, sorry. Mechila, I'm sure you were here for a long time. Right? Okay, so now, listen to this. Very deep point. When it said in Chazal, you have to make your friend like a king, you know? What does that mean? That means that we all are part of Hashem's Malchus, okay? And... Each person has something uniquely special about them that if they didn't bring this to the table, then all of us couldn't do our job properly. We'd be all lacking in making Hashem the king because we have to work together. And what makes each person special and unique, that's what himlachta means. You have to find the unique, special thing about your friend. And therefore, because... He's uniquely special, and because he's uniquely different, that's why you have to work with him. Because of that reason. From that perspective. Let's say you take it into the marriage, for example. If you would only have the man's mahalach of midas hachesed, your house would be a disaster. Okay? Someone has to pay attention to detail. Someone has to be invested in the people in that house. Okay? So the husband thinks he's being a nice guy, and when his kid 
gets up in the middle of the night and starts running around, he just throws cookies at him and says, be quiet, you know, do whatever you want. I think he's such a nice guy, you know, but it's not healthy for the kid, you know. Someone has to have that, that thing. So when it's coming from a place of respect, that the mida of din and malchus that's coming out is something that's needed. So therefore it has to be worked with, because it's a needed thing. Means every human being is needed, right? But here's the problem. Like I told you before, the way dimyan works is whatever you're emotionally taken by, everything else doesn't count, right? So a human being is emotionally taken by his friend's chisronot, his friend's weaknesses, and he's emotionally taken by his own milers. So at the end, what does he think? You in the malchus. Really, I don't know why Hashem made you. It's very complicated. It's one of the Sisrei Teir. It's one of these things that you just can't understand the dark Hashem. I am, we have no idea why you're on this planet taking space. Me, I know why exactly. And maybe the reason why you were born was L'Shamashani, you know, to serve me, you know. So therefore, I'm the Melech, you have to serve me. So therefore, my Ritzainas become important and your Ritzainas are not at all important. That's the Koyach Adimim, you understand? So going back full circle here. This is what we're learning. This, we've been learning this. But I'm trying to take this from Yisrael Salanta and apply it to every aspect and every part of life. Because that's the way you have to learn the Sefer. You have to learn it to see it in every aspect in life. The first and foremost, the first thing is we want to be free. Free means that I should be able to express my will to its fullest extent. I want to get whatever I want. So it comes in, sometimes I run into a clash with God because of that. Because He doesn't want me to do whatever I want, right? Sometimes I come into a clash with human beings. Because the terrorists mechaib me to work with people's ritzayinists. So how do I deal with that? How do I create the, the path of freedom? So I have to use this mahala called dimyan. To say that the factual things that I learned and I know don't apply to me. But the mahalach, the method, how it goes down, is that I'm very taken by the scharavera, but not by the hefzer. So all the details don't apply to me. And this is negaya, especially in all areas. But by, by kibbutz of aims, luckily your parents love you a lot, so they can take a lot of garbage from you and still, still love you, you know? But in the shalom bias is a rough one. People don't understand basic things, which cause major wars sometimes. And things spiral out of control, but there's a basic understanding of human beings. And the, 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 way you, the way you work, and what you're willing to work with someone else, with another personality. It happens a lot between parents and kids. Because kids are not as forgiving and loving of the parents, as much as the parents are more loving and forgiving of the kids. So there's a relating problem. But in boiling down to the way we're bringing it out, and the oimic of how we're bringing it out, is this desire to be free. So we have to be much more open-minded and objective to see the truth, learn how to listen to the truth, see the full picture, see if we're living the proper way and how it's beneficial to live the proper way. Because fighting with people and causing people tsar I don't care what, it's not a happy life. So you have to be a smart person.
to understand the sugya. Not saying every person you live with is easy. There's people that you live with that are not easy at all. But understanding the sugya will give you a path to be able to live with people in a, in a peaceful, happy, dark, noyam way. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Okay, we'll stop there for today.